Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Samawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Joining us today is Christopher Kingman, the Director of International Enablement for TransUnion. Chris has an extensive sales enablement background in training and mentoring, increasing seller efficiency, and problem solving to increase sales productivity. So Chris, I would like to better understand what has been your most impactful sales enablement initiative to date and why? Sure. Um, so when I was in, in the U.S. part of TransUnion, I created a program um, to address a very common sales problem. And, and so most sales organizations, as they grow, they take their best seller and what do they do? They promote them to sales leader, right? Um, but as, as we kind of learned, and as a lot of people know, is those jobs are very different, right? The skills that make you great at sales aren't necessarily the skills that make you a great leader. And just because you're great at selling doesn't mean you'll be a great leader and vice versa, right? Um, I, I absolutely bombed in sales, but I tend to think that I'm an okay sales leader um, because the, the jobs are different. The elements are different. The skill sets are different. And so I designed this program, a 16-week program that really went from sort of these fundamental concepts, right? Like right out of a... MBA program business book down to the very tactical. This is the report that you'll receive on Tuesday. Here's how to interpret it. Here's how to use it. Everything in between. Um, and it focused a lot on, you know, coaching and developing and understanding your teams and your people, um, which I think is one of the most common things that's overlooked about being a sales leader is your job is to ensure that your people are successful. Like that's it. You know, you, you're not selling, you're not closing, you're not doing anything. Um, you need to know, how to get the best out of your people. And I really focused this program on that and um, took them through coaching and made them coach and made them shadow and made them lead meetings and talked about, you know, presentation skills and negotiation skills and pricing and contracting and all of these things. Um, and, you know, not a, the feedback was excellent, right? And all these guys were great, but like seven of, seven of the nine that went through it before I left that program got promoted. Um, that's huge for me. Yeah. Um, and so I was just really proud of that because I, I think it, it really made an impact on a lot of these guys. Um, and I had one, one seller who was all about him. I don't understand why my people can't do this. They need to listen to me. I'm their boss too. I totally get it now. They're my boss. I work for them. And it was just, it was a really great feeling. Like personally, I felt like it was a really great achievement for me um, to just have that impact on people. Um, cause I, I like developing leaders. I think if, if that was like the one enablement piece that I could focus on and do, that's what I would do is just, you know, create a sales enablement leader factory somewhere and just churn out leaders. Um, that's what, you know, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, that's the thing, you know, when you go through sort of all of the disciplines and stuff and, and kind of built all these little things that I built, that was the one thing that I really loved doing. So, um, it was just really rewarding for me. And the second thing I did was, um, so we've got, you know, Salesforce and every little business unit within TU has their own little instance. And the one I came from had two CRMs and a proprietary intermediate platform that talked back and forth. And um, I was able to make a lot of improvements from the Salesforce that we got to when I left, you know, uh, chipping away at the fields, taking away functionalities, um, and then international as well, sort of just because it was... Um, it was really like, here's the U.S. instance translated to Spanish. You have Salesforce. Good luck. Uh, and 
I've been able to to really really impact sort of the usage and adoption, um, the data hygiene as well. This is just absolute mess and get people to understand like this tool is not just for your bosses to see. This tool is for you. This is a, this is a success tool for you. Here's how to prioritize your day. Here's how to figure out who to call first. Here's how to keep track of your opportunities. Here's how to figure out you know how much money how much money do you want to make? Great. Here's how to figure out how to do that buy a win rate, buy your close rate, like all of these different things um, to the point where I laid out a strategic plan or um, middle of last year that says, here's how we're going to consolidate six international regions down to one. Here's how we're going to migrate the UK over to Dynamics and Salesforce to Salesforce. And then here's how we're going to migrate everybody over to Lightning and just laid out the strategic path because as much as as involved as I am with technology and, and I write about technology, um, actually, you know, you asked me what's been up. I actually write for Nancy Narden now as well on tech. Um, I really hate clunky technology. It drives me insane. And so um, I'm motivated by that. Well, I would never want to use this, so I got to make it better for somebody else. I would never want to be a seller whose CRM is so out of date and so clunky that it's just it eats into their job and so I was, I was proud of what I've been able to do outside of my own like I, I'm not an admin I can't do it but what I've been able to do with the teams the regions etc that's awesome yes and some organizations Salesforce can be extremely clunky so that is impressive yeah. um, what are some of the fun initiatives that you have coming up um, for the coming year um, well so like I mentioned I just inherited the UK team so um, they were, um, they weren't really aligned to any sort of mission statement or, or charter. Um, not one person had any real clear idea what they did. You know, I mean, somebody had this one piece and then everybody was just kind of reacting to um, what I called responsibility roulette, where they'd spin a wheel and be like, oh, we need a renewals program. Well, I guess it's your turn, you know? Um, so I, I sat them all down and had a nice list of like everything that they did. And I, I said like, what do you want to do? You know, what, what about your job do you like? What sucks? Um, where, where do you want your career to go? Because I want to align what you're doing and what we're going to invest in you to, to kind of get you into the direction that you're going. And so um, that's been my immediate, immediate focus is just getting this team stood up. And, it, and it's a great proof of concept because internationally, I don't have a lot of enablement resources. I have sales ops resources that are really focused on reporting outputs and stuff like that, but training and development wise, I have nothing, you know, sales tech wise, I have nothing. Um, QA doesn't exist. So this is a good proof of concept to say, listen, if we invest in this or if we invest in this, this is what you'll probably be able to get out of it. Um, so pouring my time into that is good. The, the other thing is finalizing this inside sales instance here. Um, so straightened out, they've got, uh, two different sales roles, the appointment set a role, uh, then they have, you know, your typical account executive and then a hybrid of a sales support role and a customer service or account manager role. So working on, I developed a three-year plan of how to, uh, grow the team to about 60 people by the end of 2021, how to bifurcate the hybrid account manager sales support role. Um, 16 week development program around role clarity for the account managers so they can decide if they want to be support or they want to be an account manager, uh, which I think is something 
I've never seen before is um, teaching people how to sell before asking them if they want to sell. Um, <laughs> you know, most people just kind of fall into it and they're like, oh, it's sales. I could do this. And then they get steamrolled, right? Um, certainly what happened to me. I thought I could do sales. And I, I failed miserably at it. Uh, what else? And then uh, doing role clarity around sort of account executives and then um, a very aggressive sales skills training roadmap because I think a lot of organizations just assume you can sell. Um, which is interesting, right? Because you don't just, nowhere else do you just show up and, and not continually develop your skills. You know, football players don't just go to the Super Bowl. They actually have to play games and practice. So why do we assume salespeople don't need practice um, or rehashing of their skills? So all of that focus um, going through, and then, like I said, sort of this international redesign of Salesforce, I think is key. Um, just because I want to consolidate reporting, I want I want clean reporting. I don't want to have to have seven you know seven teams of business analysts across the globe try to come up with numbers and all this stuff. Um, those are all the things that I'm focusing on at least here and then outside of TU, um, working with vendor neutral. So I go straight for vendor neutral about um, sales tech, buying sales tech. Since I've I've sort of have an interesting skill set, I've, I've gone through the entire buying process multiple times. Um, and then now with Nancy Narden, sort of write, doing write-ups on sales technologies and benefits of that stuff as well. Very cool. On that note, um, the closing question is just really, what resources would you recommend for other sales mail-out practitioners where um, they can learn or maybe it's a particular resource that you found um, helpful along your journey? Um, so there are some pretty good uh, books uh, Corey Bray, and there's another author, I can, can never remember his name. They wrote the Sales Enable Playbook. It's very introductory, but it's great, right? Um, because it gives you the foundational stuff. I don't think there's a, a the, it's, there's no like series seven for sales enablement people, right? Like take this test and guess what? You know, there's no universal sales enablement code, like there's accounting codes, right? It's, it's kind of, you just, you kind of do what your business needs and, and align to these things. So his book is great and it's written for people that are just getting their feet wet. Um, the book by Tamara Shank and um, Byron, I forgot Byron's last name. That one's good too. It's a little bit more advanced, I would say. Probably has a little bit more applicability to larger organizations than the solo act, right? Um, or the person who is sales enablement probably does 10 other things. That stuff's great. Um, joining Sales Enablement Society would be beneficial. Um, attending some of the seminars are good. The sales enablement soiree, I would say, is something that people should attend, especially since Dreamforce itself is having more and more enablement content and breakouts. It's a no-brainer if you're in that area, right? Um, it's very rare to get immersed in so many people, like-minded people and, and people who are, you know, everyone in the room is like, I thought I was the only one who had to put up with all this crap. Um, Right, because that's definitely my reaction for the first several conferences I went to. Um, and then reading sort of the white papers, right? Mary Shea obviously loves writing about this stuff. Reading the white papers on enablement is good. Um, and getting on LinkedIn, searching it is always great. You know, it's hit or miss with the content, um, but it, it's good enough. You guys, I think you guys put out a couple of those little, um, I don't know if they unfold or whatever. Um, but sort of the introductory to sales enablement and sales readiness, those, those guides are good. Um, I mean, I brought it over here and just left it on somebody's desk. I'm like, read this before I get back. Um, so stuff like that, you know, you, we all laugh and it's like, oh, that's a, that's whatever. But it, to some people that's like, 
here we go. Blueprint. I'm good. You know, I, I'm getting that sales incentive trip I don't, or whatever they qualify for. Stuff like that goes a long way. Stuff like that I really wish I had when I was trying to figure this out um, or figuring out what I could go do because my default is go find, go find a problem, go fix it, right? Fix a problem, spin it off, have somebody go, uh, demonstrate why fixing this problem matters, have somebody go run it for you, you know, and then build that function out to where we know it's making an impact and then go fix another problem. Um, so anything like that would just, it would help people really figure out what's wrong with their organization or not even what's wrong, but you know, here's how I can go make it better. Thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to know more about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you.